everybody. And yes, Kitty K9 is here for you, Lunar. And you know what, guys? You got to help me spread the word that my, my time changed. I've been getting um, uh, emails. Says, Where did you go? Okay. And so, yeah. So, can you please? I got to check the. I never haven't checked FM 107 uh, website to, on my show page to see what time that they still got me at four to six. I better do that, huh? Uh, I'm the world war self. Uh, self uh, what do we call it? Promoter. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> so anyway, so good, good, good. Uh, so hopefully you got some great questions for me today. And it'll be cool. We can shut down who let the dogs out before we play the whole thing. We have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. So yes, hopefully your week has been going good. It's been going well. Um, finally got to cut the lawn. I have to actually have to cut the lawn now within a week from when I cut it. Up to this point, the last I cut it earlier this week. I didn't have to cut it. I cut it three times since May because <laughs> we haven't had any rain. Gotcha. And of all times, it's fantastic because the gas prices were so high. Mm-hmm. And then you get that special gas for lawnmowers and chain, you know, and that's even higher. And so it's been kind of a blessing. Uh, but I'm I'm not a stickler about my lawn. You know, it's three quarter weeds. I've got a lot of dandelions, and so the whole thing is, is that, um, uh, you know, when all the weeds are cut. They look beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the crab, dra- crack grass, all that kind of stuff. And then plus we've been removing quite a bit of trees. And so things are just opening up. You forget how, where we built, we're on 20 acres and um, there was no trees. It was just all open. So we planted every tree that you see up there. Gotcha. And so the thing is, is that they kind of very big. We've been there 40 years. <laughs> and so now without, we had that pine blight come through and uh, killed a lot of our pines, you know, and so we took them down. But it's just the way it's opening up. But what's wrong too, or not wrong, but I had all, at first I had all sun. Okay. Then as the trees got bigger, then they started becoming lots more shades and then more shade, more shade. So I went from flowers to Hostas. Mm. Now the trees are going away and we got more sun and the hostas are saying no, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking around like, I don't know where to put you where I can still see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. Hey, we got uh, but welcome, Mike. You're, yes. You're, you're sporting it over there, uh, almost solo there. I am almost. Yeah, almost. Still yes. watching over yeah, me just in yeah, case. Yeah, Opa's so. there. She's to run to the rescue in case I, needed. But I don't some, trust myself alone here yet. Yeah, so I heard, she's here. <laughs> I heard you were with the boys. Yes. That was kind of a funny show. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, we had a lot of fun the end of the week, for sure. Oh, that's good. That's good. You're fitting right in. Bunch Love of it. nuts here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's perfect. Well, yesterday I did the Stomp Out Suicide. Okay. Uh, you knew so you don't know this, but in 2012, my brother left by way of uh, suicide. And so I got into, um, this is their 11th year. And I think I started when they were, there, I started being or supporting them when they were in their ninth. I mean, I've been there for nine years. Okay. And so anyway, um, uh, the stop out suicide is a uh, walk, run 3K. <laughs> you know, it's nothing breath <laughs> breathtaking. But anyway, and it's, each year gets better and better and better. And it's just really nice. And I want to appreciate everybody that came out and supported Stomp out suicide you can still uh support them by donating you can go to stompoutsuicide.com i have the dog water truck i've been doing this is my third year and then i hand out free bandanas that nutrisource uh, pays for and i I think i hand out two 200 or 250 i can't remember all i know is that yeah by 
45 minutes left. It starts at 9. It ends at mid, uh, midnight, noon. And uh, by within 45 minutes from the tail end, I have no more bandanas. Wow. And so I always keep one for myself. I've got to have one. And this year, they changed the color. Thank goodness. They, 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 the last two years, they've been purple. And when I opened the bin, when I got there, it's like, please be a new color. Please be a new color. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> it was a real pretty green. So not a vivid green. Kind of a tealish. It's, it's really, really, really nice. So I want to thank everybody there. Uh, and I have the water truck for the dog. So some people, they bring water for themselves and they forget the dog. And so, And then I got to meet a lot of people, got to talk to a, a lot of people. And so I want to thank everybody for taking the time, you know, to come up and, and say hi uh, to me. And then one thing that I was impressed with, and I'm hopefully ears, are, uh, my listeners are listening. If you if you ever go to a, uh, like a lot of these, uh, like Southpaw Suicide, they've done releasing of the balloons, you know, every year. And that drives me up a tree. Number one, the helium is starting, to, that's starting to get scarce. And then number two, what the, the balloons do to the environment as far as, you know, ducks that get caught in the string or whatever type thing and, and birds and stuff. And so I've been trying to tell people, do bubbles. Do bubbles. And then it's bubbles to heaven. Bubbles to heaven. Right? And they did bubbles this year. And I was so happy. So I'm going to be writing to them. I'm emailing them tomorrow. I'm going to send them an email. Thank you, thank you, thank you, no balloon. And I've also, I've got these, um, I found these bubble wands that has a trigger on. You dump it in the tube, it has a trigger on it, and then it opens up and it's, there's like, it's like a V. Okay, and when you wave it, you get these ginormous bubbles. It's so cool. So I was everybody was doing these little tiny bubbles, you know, blowing into it. And here, I watch and they look up and they see these ginormous <laughs> bubbles going over their That's head, awesome. and they're looking around like. Where'd they come from? You know, and finally a couple, of, and then the kids saw who had, I had him, you know. So all of a sudden, all the kids, and I'm just like, oh, don't pop them. Let them go. We'll let them be, be free. But no, the kids had to see how high they could jump to pop them, you know. But it was amazing to watch the people's faces when these giant bubbles came coming came through their bubble, little tiny bubbles. Mm-hmm. But it, so it was fun. And then I do that at uh, uh, when uh, funerals, when we go to funerals and we go to the cemetery. It, you know, there I, I put the bubbles, bubbles to heaven. And the neat thing about bubbles is that, um, like what I'm thinking of anybody that I've lost, my mom, my dad, my brother, you know, many, Mike, uh, Grandpa Mike, you wouldn't, you name it. But anyway, what I do is I go out and I, and I do the bubbles uh, in my, you know, out by my gazebo. And then I'm always watching for that one that just keeps on going and doesn't get popped by the trees. And I'll say, okay, there you go, Dave, there's your bubble. You know, so I wish more people would do that. Instead of releasing a one-time balloon, uh, just get some bubbles that make big bubbles. It doesn't have to be bubbles, but they're really fun. <laughs> uh, so, and then when you're thinking of that person, go out there and set a couple bubbles up to them. So bubbles to heaven is what it is. In fact, we did it at Grandpa Mike's uh, service at the cemetery. And the gal that runs the cemetery happened to be there but you know obviously off to the side and anyway she comes up she says i've never seen that before people releasing you know doing bubbles Mm -hmm. she says that is phenomenal i said i know it i think everybody should be doing it i think i want to start a new craze (laughs) so yeah so the bubbles to heavens is it's it's pretty cool so um yeah that was it was so much fun just to watch people's faces so um i never you know the, the smallest little things you know make everything come together and then um next two weeks 
State fair. Yes. That time of year, once again. I know it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Are you not? No. When I was a kid, I went there every single solitary Ooh. day because I lived in Roseville. Yep. And so my mom would just drop us a car full of kids off. You know, Have fun. And then go home. She'd call me. <laughs> and that's bad then when they had pay phones. Sure. <laughs> and I don't know about you. Oh, well, you're not old enough. But at the state fair, the big thing was to go to all the pay booths and put your finger in to see if anybody if there was any money in there. And every once in a while, we'd hit a jackpot. There'd be like five dimes. Ooh. You know, and one say. Ka-ching! <laughs> but anyway, and so, yeah, so, uh, but I don't know. The older I get, I don't like, like, big crowds. But one thing that I love about it now, I don't have to worry about parking, because you just come here, take the shuttle, and and then I, I do the gig. I can look around for a little bit, get on the shuttle, come back, because parking is a nightmare. And so uh, that so that did, that helped a lot. <laughs> I always go to the 4-H building, because I, if it wasn't for 4-H, I probably wouldn't be a dog trainer, because I got into 4-H as my, um, uh, I was shattered rusty when um, I was, how old was 12? And anyway, and the trainer was phenomenal. Just a down-to-earth guy, but smoked like a smokestack while he was training us kids and the dogs, you know. But he was so knowledgeable, and he, yeah, he just, uh, you know, it's just like me. I've come up against some people that they have the gift of being able to relate to a dog well. And so um, he come up to me, he says, you've got it. You've got the talent. And so anyway, so me and Russell, we did really good, you know, and uh, won a couple shows, you know, obedience shows. But it's, you got to remember, it's 4-H. There's not much standards. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, so that's what got me into training a dog and seeing what a dog could do. And then I started uh, uh, volunteering at a lot of the humane societies, and I'd take the difficult dogs and try to help them so that then they'd have a better chance of getting, you know, adopted. So so the next two weeks, so please stop out. And remember, I'm on noon to two. So please stop out the next two Sundays and see me at the fair. All right, here we go. We're going to run now. Guys, give me a call. Give me some some something to talk about. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. I can't mind. My, oh, there's my glasses. I can't read. Okay, well, do, do it this way. I can read this one. <laughs> okay. What was commonly used as a contraceptive in ancient um, Egypt? Arsenic, crocodile dung, or cat guts? Wow. We'll be back. All right, then. We're back. Greatly appreciate it. All right. What was commonly used as a contraceptive in ancient G- Egypt? Hope, are you, are you playing in here? Yeah, I think I'm on Okay, yeah, you're on. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, arsenic, crocodile dung, or doo doo, um, and cat or cat guts. What do you think? I'm gonna go with cat guts. Okay, what are you gonna say there, (laughs) Mister? I just want to say crocodile doo doo on the radio, so I'm gonna say that. Well, that's bingo. Is what it is. Nice crocodile doo doo. (laughs) I said cat guts too. You know, but anyway, so some researchers believe the pH level of the crocodile dung doo doo might have. actually killed the sperm but no one has volunteered to test this theory <laughs> public smart oh my goodness what we what we educate we not only educate you with dogs and we edit it can educate you with life you <laughs> okay who's up first uh we're gonna go to uh barb to start things off all right hi barb yep hi how you doing how you doing katie good good so what's going on well, we have pork chop, and we took him to your train about a year ago. I, don't oh, I know remember if you pork remember chop. I'm a little golden doodle. Yeah, I remember him because I oh, love the name. Well, he's, <laughs> great. he's doing great with your training, but we have a problem. We have a little niece and a friend who come over, and he jumps on them like crazy. Okay. 
Not a lot of other people, mm-hmm. but for these two girls, like this girl, she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's my niece, she's yep. 10, and then my friend who's about 50, they both love dogs, but man, he just almost like attacks them. Right, you just get squirreled out when they when they come around? Yeah, when these two people come around. Now, do they kind of like rev them up? Well, we tried not to let them do it. You okay. know, like, don't use that high voice. Right. They're both, you know, they're both female. Right, right. Okay. And so, you know, I don't know about revving them up. We've asked them to come, and then they turn their back. We've done that, hey, turn the back mm-hmm. on them, and don't let them jump on you and stuff. But there's now, something about these two women. Right. Now, is it when they first come, and then all of a sudden the stable's out, and then he's fine? Or is this just the whole time that they're there? The whole time they're there. Okay. Uh, what I would start doing is you put a, a, a leash on them. Okay, you don't have to okay. have the training collar per se. And then what you're going to do is that, um, like, especially now, you don't have, remember how to answer the door correctly. Okay? You're facing east and west. Companies coming in north and south. They walk past yep. you, not into you. Okay, so that's how you're going to answer the door. Okay? Then maybe you're going to go sit in the living room, the kitchen, the deck, whatever. So then you're going to sit on the leash and ignore him. Now, remember the invisible dog? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to do that. Start practicing that again a lot more, okay? Okay. Okay, and so now he's going to get used to the smells and the sounds of those people, all right? And then now when it's time that, well, okay, when he seems relaxed and such like that, and now you want them to greet, when you're going to stand up, what you're going to do is you're going to stand on the leash about 10, 12 inches from the hook, all right? When he, when Porkchop stands, okay, his and when you stay where you stand on the leash, his head should be dipped slightly, all right? You don't want to pit him to the ground. But if he, and now if he lurches out at those, he's going to correct himself immediately, okay? And then just, just stand there and talk to the people. And so then as soon as he you know, settles to where he sits or even lays, now have them come in and give him a little tickle and, or a scooch on the side of the face. Don't have them pet him on top of the head between the ears because that can create a lot of dogs to be bubble heads, all right, jumping and getting squirrely. If you scooch him on the side of the face, under the chin or in the chest where that V is and have them just be calm, but you're going to be standing on the leash, all right? Okay. And so if he lurches at them, he's going to correct. Now, if you keep doing that, then what's going to happen is that eventually maybe over a course of two weeks or whatever uh you just just stay the course on that where he's on the line yeah and then you have to sit on on the leash and the, the visible dog or you stand on the leash okay while they're there or you put them in the kennel if you don't have time but what you're after here is that every time they're over he's under control so then hopefully you will he will lessen he'll forget about mauling them <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean and he'll learn to maintain around them all right. But so that's the main thing what you just got to do every time those guys come on over. You know, you answer the door correctly and then you go sit down and you sit on the leash, ignore him and make sure he can't get to anybody. And then uh, like when you want them to finally, when he is calm, when he's laying, you know, you stand up, you stand on the leash. Just practice that. Yeah. So the more that you do that, then the less he's going to try to jump at them. Does that make so, sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. What we're trying to figure was there a reason why these two pe- individuals? Is it like a litter mate thing, or is it is well, the, the dominance, usually, or what well, is the, it? Well, the, usually the, the the kids have the toughest time with the dogs because the dog sees sees them as litter mates, play toys, let's rumble. And if she did any kind of like high um, uh, play with him, he's going to remember that, and so he's going to try to goat her into you know, let's rumble, let's play. Okay, now the other gal, it could be the tone of their voice. You know, it's too high. You know, pitch. The dog just thinks that they, you know, hey, 
we're going. Let's let's come on. Let's have some fun. And so if they learn to just be very calm and also where they don't look directly at him, they give him a side profile, glance at him, side profile, glance at him. Remember, a side profile to a dog is a calming signal. All right. But if they look directly at him and go straight to him, that's what's going to trigger the dog to start jumping at him and be being stupid. Okay. okay. Yep, no, that makes a lot of sense. We weren't sure if we should do that or, or the blast. Okay, yeah. No, I, I would I just work on that, that he learns to keep all four on the floor. And when you stand on the leash, ironically, I was going to talk about that today, is that uh, because that, uh, I, at the stop out suicide that I was at yesterday, uh, the, uh, the a couple of people had new puppies and a couple of dogs were just ricocheting off the wall. So I just went up and I said, come here. So I said, do what I do. I stood on the leash, I put my hands to my body and say, okay, now just ignore the dog. And I, and I did that to five dogs yesterday. And all of a sudden I look out and here these dogs are just calmly hanging out. And each person came up to me later and just said, thank you. Thank you. I, how can that work so well? And I says, well, you got to think like a dog. <laughs> you know, because when they because it's an immediate reaction to their action. You know what I mean? Because otherwise what happens, like, you know, when, if the dog's going to lurch, by the time they're like midair, that's when you're about ready to pull back. And then when you pull back, it's not an act. The people don't do it, time it correctly, okay? But when you stand on the leash, it's an immediate reaction to their action. Most of them will lurch two times, and by the third time they're sitting. Or the, I've never seen any dog do it more than three times. And so that's why the whole thing is get them accountable for their action. There's an automatic reaction to their action. And just stay very calm. Just uh, You can say settle, settle. You know, as you're standing on the leash every once in a while, just settle. Very nice, very nice. All right, so that's uh, that's about it. So, no, you're great. Your training has been great. He's a great dog. With oh, all your help, we really Good, good. Well, it. you know, I can only show you. I, I tip my hat to you because you're actually following through. Okay. Well, you're the greatest. Oh, thank you, kiddo. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, um, like at Stop and Sewer, that's what I was going to talk about is uh, dogs that are jumping. And so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But the biggest thing is, is to just stand on a leash. Let's say you're on a walk and you, and you come up to somebody that, you know, wants to stand and talk to you, some of your neighbors or whatever. And your dog is like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> okay, you just drop, uh, hold on. It's a six-foot leash. Remember, we don't use retractable leashes out in public. Okay, they're, they're going to either hurt the dog, hurt you. You know, they are not to walk with, all right? And so then the thing is, is that uh, uh, you hold on to the hoop of your leash because you got a six-foot leash, and then you stand on the leash. Remember where uh, when you stand on it and the dog is standing, the head is dipped slightly, all right? And then just bring your hands to your body and now continue your conversation. And now that pretty soon the dog's going to be laying down and waiting for you instead of jumping on you or jumping out at the, those people. So, Okay, who's up next? Uh, next up, we have Barb. She's got an uh, eight-year-old, uh, pu- or excuse me, an eight-month-old puppy that's uh, dealing with some loose stool situations. Ah, oh, loose head. Aren't those fun? <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. What can I do for you? What, so what kind of puppy do you have? Hi, G- Hi Katie. Hi. I have an eight-month-old chocolate lab. Okay, eight-month-old. Okay, and then what's what's go- what's going on? Well, um, about two months ago, he started having loose stools. Okay. Like, very, very loose. He'll have a solid one in the morning. Okay. And then as the day goes on... He gets looser. Um, he gets looser and looser. Right. Okay, number one, what food are you feeding? I am feeding source um, puppy. Oh, get him off a puppy. Okay. I'm sorry, what? Get him off a puppy. Okay, he's not a puppy anymore. Uh, and I know on the bag it says feed for a year to two years. No, after six months, just feed an adult dog food. 
Okay. My guess is that that might be too much fat and he's having a hard time with the fat. Another thing that if, if the doo-doo starts out solid in the morning as the day goes on, sometimes that's IBS, irritable bowel, syn- bowel syndrome. Okay. Uh-huh. And so what we want to do is we want to get him on some coconut oil and then some other stuff. So why don't you hold on? Whoops. Hold on. We got to go to break. Okay. Don't hang up. Okay, uh, I won't. Oh, thank you. Okay. How do you know that carrots are good for your eyesight? We'll be back. Yep, I'm here. Katie K9, and you're there. Yes, canvasback.com. You guys have got to go to it. It is their, their site. They've got 10 patterns. I love these guys. Uh, such nice people, too. Great product. Okay. Oh, we got to do the answer. What was? Oh, I forget what I did. Okay. How do you know that carrots are good for your eyesight? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Any guesses, Mike? Man, I've, I've, I have no clue. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> have you ever seen a rabbit wearing glasses? Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Let's move it on. Okay, who's up? Uh, we're going to go back to uh, Barb. Your oh, channel right. right into that break. So here that's you right. go, Barb. There you go. Okay. Okay. So now, um, for if you suspect irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, okay, then you can also add in canned pumpkin because or any kind of squash. Would it be uh, a spaghetti squash, acorn squash, uh, sweet potatoes, anything? You cook it and then spoon it out. Okay. Otherwise, you can get the canned pumpkin. Make sure you don't get the pie spiced one. Because um, squashes are a miracle. If you can't go, it gets you going. And if you're going too much, it help, It has enough fiber in it to tighten you up. All right? I would also give him some extra virgin coconut oil. Uh, how many pounds is he? Well, he's uh, the last time I brought him in, he was 45. Okay. So I think he's probably... <clears throat> Between 45 and 50. Okay, okay. Uh, because the extra virgin coconut oil, what you want to build to is two tablespoons a day over two weeks. Okay. okay. And then what it is, because if you go too fast, it will give them the runs. But what the, what the extra virgin coconut oil does in it, it heals any inflammation that's in his gut system that might be causing the I, IBS. All right. Uh, there's also another thing if you don't want to deal with squash, it's called firm up. Firm up. It's a powder, okay, that you sp- sprinkle on the food. So you could try that too. And if you don't want to do the squash and the pumpkins, it's just you just it tells you on the bag how much for how much pounds you know dog. Right. Okay. So I I did get some firm up last week, but it said to do it um, alternately. Okay. So how often can you give it to the dog? Well, you can. Um, you could. Uh, you don't want to do it more than to do it for a week, okay, and just see what happens. You know, if things are starting to firm up, then then uh, then stop the firm up. All right, and then uh, see what happens. All right, you can try that. Okay, and then At I first, would go ahead. Well, when I first brought him to the vet, um, they tested him for everything. I brought in a stool sample. They said nothing was wrong with them. And no parasites. Um, and they suggested that I give him fiber one. So I started out with that. That didn't do anything. Okay. Um, and I had started to introduce him to adult uh nutrisource yep. but then this started happening so i thought it was the adult nuggets that i was integrating with it that was maybe making it happen so then i went back to just the puppy okay because both of those are, are you doing the t- uh, adult teal bag 
The adult what? The adult teal bag in Nutrisource? The teal color bag? I don't bag? remember what it was, but okay. I went I went with a different protein. Oh, oh I think it was... Um, I think it was lamb, and so I talked to Nutrisource, and they said, well, maybe the lamb is too rich for him. It could be, yep, because that's the thing, because you, you, what you were feeding was a chicken, all right? Were you right. doing the Nutrisource large breed puppy? Right, right. Okay, yeah. And, the and that's chicken a, and rice. That's a chicken, chicken base, all right? Right. Right, and so then you were rotating into what? I rotated into the, um, the lamb adult. Okay, and then how fast and, did you rotate it in? I'm sorry, what? How fast were you rotating it in? Oh, very little. Okay. I mean, like, um, oh, maybe maybe a fourth of a cup. Okay, his cup, if that. For how many days did you do that? Oh, probably a week. Oh, okay, okay. Then what he also might need is his gut might be because when people. He, he would be getting no. He would be uh, uh, a lot of vets will, uh, and people say that he has a sensitive stomach. All right, a sensitive stomach screams either there's inflammation in his gut or he doesn't have enough probiotic or digestive enzymes in his gut. Because what happens with um, it starts when they're a puppy puppy. You know when they're first uh, first they're they're weaned from the mom, okay, and then uh, they're put onto you know a, you know food. Okay, then they lose their mom and their litter mates. Then they get vetted, shots, dewormed, all this kind of stuff. Okay, it's all the stress on the system. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the enzymes in the gut system go upside down and sideways. So we've got to repair the gut to move them forward. And so what I would do is I would introduce, leave what you're feeding now. Don't rotate in a new food yet. Okay, and okay. what you're going to do is you're going to start uh, that you can try the firma. Then you can also introduce a probiotic, a digestive enzyme, and then the extra virgin coconut oil. So would the capucha would that cover capucha, that? Well, the, the, yes, you could. I was at. <laughs> Thank you for taking that. Uh, yeah, because the kombucha, that is, is awesome, too. But because he's having, you know, it starts out solid and then goes runny, I, I you definitely can add that to the, you know, in the mix. But I also would give him a little bit more and do uh, like vitalplanet.com or animalessentials.com. Okay, they've got the, you know, the digestive enzyme and the probiotic. So you're going to really give him good, a lot of good enzymes to help repair his gut. Okay. Okay. And then after we now, when he will, his stools even out, and he's good for at least three, four weeks. Then now, if we want to start adding in, you know, try to rotate the diet, then we can try because now we reset his stomach. We added a lot of good stuff to it, and then the kombucha all by itself would be awesome to stay on. Okay. And then, um, but at the beginning here, I think he just needs some repair in his gut. Any dog that's deemed a sensitive stomach needs, you know, a, a, a good dose of probiotics, a good dose of digestive enzymes, and then the, to just keep it steady with the kombucha would be perfect. Okay. So continue to feed him what I'm feeding yes. him. Yep. Um, I can use firm up for like a week straight. Yep. Uh, introduce some more probiotics, but um, the capucha isn't the all cover all for all of them. Not right now because his he's his gut is you're having trouble with the gut. A capucha is fantastic for maintaining a good gut system. But if okay. the, if the, if the, if the um, you know, the gut is having trouble, we got to add more to it to help it repair itself. 
Okay. And so, so I'm going to go to animalessentials.com and I'm going to look for pre and probiotics. Correct. Okay. Pre, no, not pre, well, that, but also digestive enzyme. Digestive. You need the digestive enzymes, you need a probiotic, and if you get the, and that's what's so neat about kombucha, it's got the pre and the pro, you know, both of them in there. But like I said, okay. that's good for a dog that is doing okay and to really keep the system healthy. But when the okay. t- the system tanks, we got to kind of give that, you know, give it another, just like if you tank, we got to give you maybe extra things to repair it, and then now we just have to do is re- maintain it after that. Okay. Because okay. the vet sent me home with that, um, Purina probiotics. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's a powder, uh, little packets, and you put that on. Okay. Do you know what um, the CPU on it is? The colony per per unit? Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah, because um, a good probiotic, that's why I like Vital Planet too, vitalplanet.com, because they have 20 billion CPUs, which is kind of, it's really high. And so it's, you know, it's a little bit more expensive than some of the, but the thing is, is it's great when a dog is, is uh, you know, gut is in, 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 in trouble. So you can try the vitalplanet.com or Animal Essentials too. But, you know, so that's the whole thing. We just got to repair his gut and then maintain it after that. Okay, okay. so none of none of these uh, products that you're kind of thinking of, you can't find them like at Chuck and Don's or uh, nope, nope. Okay, uh, uh-uh. nope. Well, the firm up you can uh, the extra virgin coconut oil. Don't buy it at that store. Uh, you know, buy. I get my extra virgin coconut oil from Costco. I get a big tub of it. Well, I haven't bought it for because I have a tendency to. I go through a lot of coconut oil, so I buy buy like two or three tubs at a time. And anyway, uh, they, they can get a tub uh, for about fifteen, sixteen bucks if you go. And I'm talking a tub. I can't remember how many, it's lots, <laughs> but anyway, and if you get the coconut oil, like at the, the, the stores specifically, like at pet stores, you get this tiny little thing for a buttload of money. <laughs> right, right. And so all you just have so, to make, all you have to just I'm make sorry. sure. Did you say, so work up to like two tablespoons a day? Uh, right. And that's over two weeks. You want to work into that. Okay. 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 Wait a minute. All right, Katie, do, I'll keep you posted. Okay, yeah, what I would do is maybe I'm um, just, okay, you said 40 for 50 pounds, right? Yeah. Okay, a tablespoon and a half. A tablespoon and a half is what you need. Okay. Okay. And, so and that I, would be a day that I'm going to work up to, the, I'm going to work up to giving him a tablespoon and a half a day? A day, yes. Okay. Yeah, good, okay. but just go slow with it, okay? And like I say, yeah. so if it's, it's it, as you start giving that, if it seems like he's getting looser, then just bump down, just give him like a half a teaspoon, all right? Sure. Okay, so that, that start out with a half a teaspoon for about, you know, three, four days, then a teaspoon, you know, so just slowly go into the extra version coconut oil. But like I said, that will, his coat will be good, great too, but the main thing is it takes the inflammation out of the gut. Okay. 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 Uh, oh, another right. thing, that, another well, thing too you can do to add. <laughs> You know, another thing too, like like if it's according to my, um, you can try if you got organic apple cider vinegar. Sure. Okay, you could because that's got the mother in it, and so that will give his gut some more flora. So if you don't want to do the Vital Planet, or you know what I mean, so what you got to do is just try to take and 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 see what will help your pupper the most. Okay. How much if I did the uh, organic apple cider vinegar would I give him? A uh, teaspoon a day. A teaspoon a day. Okay. And you, for every day for two weeks and then d- bump it down to uh, a couple times a week. Okay. A teaspoon for two weeks. And you weeks. put it on his food, you know, put it on his food or whatever. Mix it in with canned pumpkin or yogurt or whatever. Okay. Okay? Okay. Because that is good for right. to it. Thank you so much, Well, Katie. good luck. Keep me posted, okay? All righty. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right, we got. Oh, I'm, I know it's I'm blabber dabber. You got to sit there and go hello, hello. I have a hard time sometimes watching the clock. Okay, what kind of pipeline was installed in Wacken, Germany? A beer pipeline, liquid hy- hydrogen pipeline, a corn syrup pipeline, or a marshmallow pop pipeline? We'll be back. You have the bumpers that they've been putting in. I want to commend them. Because some boy, Justin Bieber there for a while. Every yes. time I moved you, that, that bumper was at. And it was just like, no! <laughs> so anyway, I am so happy with whoever's in charge of the bumper music. Thank you. You're doing an awesome job. Okay, what kind of pipeline was installed in Wacken, Germany? A beer, liquid hydrogen, uh, let's see, corn syrup or marshmallow pipeline? I mean, it's Germany. It's got to be beer, right? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. There we go. Okay, good. Okay, well, can you imagine putting corn syrup yeah. or marshmallow through a pipeline? Be pretty tough. I'm like, yeah, boy, you got to have powerful jets there. <laughs> okay, a four-mile, four-mile beer pipeline wow. was installed in 2017. Heavy metal festival in Wacken, Germany, allowing the concession operators enough pressure to pour. You hold on to your wigs and keys for this one. Six beers in six seconds. Wow. That's a lot. Hopefully it's not foaming a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugo Good Neighbor Days, I've got, had it worked up. Well, prior to COVID, we'd had the big, big beer trucks, you know, with the tappers on them. And literally, I would stand for almost two and a half hours and just pour pitcher after wow. pitcher after pitcher. And then somebody would come in, you know, give me a break. Mm-hmm. And I turn around, you know, they got five miles of foam and teeny yeah. little bit of beer in there. You know, you got to tip it and then you got to slow. I mean, it's all in the wrist, all in the wrist. And so it takes, boy, I'll tell you, after the, those uh, pouring the beers, if I would have got pulled over on the way home, I stunk like I had about 10 <laughs> cases of beer between on my hands and stuff like that. Sure. And of course, you got front. Oh, good gravy. It was crazy. So anyway, okay, who's up? Uh, it's going to be Cindy, and I think we're going to be on, on the same type of a topic. I think it might be a slightly older dog, but Cindy's got some questions about uh, potentially a bug in the stool as well. All right. Here we go. Hi, Cindy. Oh, hi. Um. Oh, can you hear me? You betcha. Oh, okay, Katie, I'm just going to kind of um, come in on the last caller brief. I did listen and wrote down everything about repairing gut health. Okay. My my question, though, to you is um, I have a 10-year-old toy poodle, um, and um, the last four days he's had, his stool has been um, dark, um, mucusy, okay. kind of running. And um, I'm just concerned that he might have a bug. Uh-huh. And um versus it um you know i did give him something some days ago um what, that had mayonnaise in it mayonnaise okay anyway um do i how do i know it's you know otherwise he's a healthy you know okay stool everything was firm and you know good okay how, how do i know he well it doesn't he, have a bug well how how how's his demeanor is he himself, same self? He's not lethargic, lethargic or anything? Yeah, he, yeah, he seems more okay, lethargic. He, oh, he does he? Okay. And then now, yeah. how long has the stool been kind of darker and mucusy? Um, the last maybe three days. Okay. And then prior to that, was it just firm and, and no problem? Right, right. Okay, and he didn't get into so you said you gave him something with mayonnaise. Now mayonnaise, if it's just standard mayonnaise, it has a lot of uh, soybean in it. Sometimes the dogs will react to that. 
Um, but if you're, you know your dog best, okay? Right. And so if you feel that he's a little bit in, a little bit off, okay, and mm-hmm. at 10 years old, you know, we always, have you done a complete blood profile lately on him within the last um, couple that, years? Um, it was part of a, um, you know, I had boarded him a year ago and okay. it was part of, uh, you know, the requirement, and oh. it was all normal. Oh, yeah, good, good, good. But not okay. within the last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And, and not since this. Okay, okay. This is just... Yeah, no, I, was, I was just wondering, since you're taking them in, you know, just to rule out something else going on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, what you can do is if you can uh, take a sample, you know, into him, because there's no okay. way... He doesn't eat cat doo-doo, does he? No, I don't have any. Okay. No. Any, yeah, because usually no, that's what will send some dogs into a tailspin because the cats have got some kind of worm or something and then they eat oh, their doo-doo yeah. and stuff like that. So, And then also some dogs can get toxidiosis by eating cat doo-doo on a regular basis. But anyway, so if you feel like he's not eating, he's not himself, he's not his norm, you can take his temperature, you know, it's called a rectal thermometer. Sure. Uh, and then, because you want his temperature to be around 102, 103. Okay. okay. And so if he's running the temperature, then we know we got some kind of bug. All right. Okay. And so it's it's up to yourself because uh trying to get into vet nowadays is really tough too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why if you got a rectal thermometer, put a little bit of uh, jelly, you know, not jelly, you know, not, we know what I mean, uh, petroleum sure, jelly, yeah. okay, on it. Yeah. Yeah, and so have somebody be petting the dog while you take the temp. And then, like I said, uh, the, the new ones beep, you know, you put them in there, so... But anyway, so you could try okay. that. Uh, but like I said, usually when it's changed colors and it's dark type uh-huh. thing, yeah, then um, now it's not like black, is it? No. It's, okay. No, it's no. I would know that that's bleach. I'm a yeah. nurse. I would oh, know okay. that that's, okay, you cool. know. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so it's just darker, and then it's a little bit on the runny side, correct? Now, right. Is there I, act- I, you know, and it doesn't smell like a C. diff or something, okay. you know. It doesn't okay. have an odor oh, to good. it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so because you know your dog best. So you, if you want to give it 24 more hours and see what happens, uh, and then the food, you didn't change anything else in the food, did you? Um, yeah, I had. That's the whole thing. I was giving them different food. Um, you know, kind of like some table food and stuff. And okay. that's why I think it might have been related to that. But okay. I think that's what I'll do. I'll take his temp and then maybe um, take a stool sample in. Okay, yeah, because if you've been changing his diet and he's not used yeah. to getting, like, you know, uh, human food, you know, the, yeah. that, that, the, the gut system has to rise to the challenge, okay? Sure. Because it's new, different enzymes, different stuff that is in it compared to what he was eating before. So that yeah. will c- cause them to, you know, for the, and it always comes out in the stools, okay? Yeah. And so anyway, but yeah, if he's not running a temperature, then like I said, I'd ride it out here and just uh, okay, um, and go back to whatever you were feeding him a little bit. But that okay. that also, you know, remember dogs are put on earth to be the scavengers, to eat everything and anything. And by sure. eating like all processed food and not putting maybe a little bit of uh, 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 freeze-dried, dehydrated or human food in there. And so that's why I'm a big nut. Let the dog, the go- dogs are meant to be garbage disposals. So that's why if I'm having pizza, I when I don't ever feed the dog when you are eating, that's what creates a beggar, not having human food. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, so, and I've been doing that. And so what, okay, you, yeah, yeah, okay. what you do is you go put it in their bowl here. I'm sharing. <laughs> yeah, because you know, if you feed them as you are eating, then they're going to sit there and stare you down. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, will, but I my, do that. Okay, my, yeah, my guess good. if you hadn't, you have had not earlier been sharing your food, and now you just started. Yeah, his gut is trying to sort this out. Okay. Okay. All okay. Right. Thank you very much. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thanks. Bye. There you go. There you go. 
Uh, it's, we're all about what we eat. All about what we eat. So when you do that uh, commercial or whatever that your the, the break thing, you have a very good radio voice, Mike. Oh, thank you your very much. Your inflection is very good. You know, it's kind of like it actually sounds like you want to be here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, well, I do, so it works out well. There you go. Well, I don't know. You haven't been here that long. You, you might rethink about that in about a month. <laughs> but anyway, so you guys have, give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Who were high heels originally invented for? Clowns, men, nurses, dwarfs. We'll be back.